Hi, it's your girl Jackie R, hot and mobile technology for out and about. And today is Thursday, March the 19th, 2020. And I'm sure you all are, are aware of the things that are going on in the news regarding the coronavirus. It's a very serious situation that is happening all over the world. And so no one's really escaping with the exception of some of the Caribbean islands, although they have uh, some reported cases. It's not as bad as it is in, um, where is it, Italy? And I think China now says that they they pretty much have gotten their situation under, under control. But it's here in the United States where uh, it is still a serious problem. Schools are closed down, restaurants are now on delivery services only. Uh, it's a big mess. Um, and so let's see what happens as the days go forward. I know for myself, I was uh, planning an international trip to the Bahamas and I'm not sure if I'm still going to be able to make that trip. So far, uh, the trip is still on. Today is Thursday. I'm supposed to leave on Monday, but we are monitoring the news, monitoring the airlines to see if they add uh, any other destinations that they're canceling trips to. So be that as it may, this is your girl, Jackie, our hot and mobile technology for out and about. And I wanted to start up for my audience, those who are loyal followers and also those new just coming into the fold because we want all of you uh, to come into the fold because we are what we would say um, hot and mobile. Okay, so in this series of women in business, I know this is uh, Women's Month, International Women's Month, um, and today being the 20th again of March, we are just getting into our series of women in business where we will be talking about, the first one happens to be on the subject of certain types of businesses that are harder for women to break into, we will talk about how to find balance when juggling family and business. Also, how to stand out among other women entrepreneurs because there are a lot of women out there, business owners, um, that may be doing the same thing that you're doing. And so how can you stand out amongst other women uh, that are doing the same thing that you're doing? Uh, goal setting. It's still early in 2020. It's the third month of the first quarter, so it's still not too late to set some goals in terms of what you want to do going into 2020 and so on and so forth. So the first one in the series is, are certain types of businesses harder for women to break into? Um, one of the most popular slogans back in the day, back in the 70s, it was, you've, we've come a long way, baby. And that had to do with voting and suffraging and all those things that women went through in the 50s and the 60s. And then coming into the 70s, there were some rights that women gained. And so they had that slogan, uh, we've come a long way, baby. And so now fast forward to 2020, and we still got a long way to go. In some businesses, that is true that women have come a long way, but there are other businesses that that is not true. And we'll get into that um, when we talk about the glass 
ceiling that women are still battering themselves against some 40 years later. I know I was um, talking to someone the other day and they were telling me how that back in the early 80s, they were making $50,000 a year. Now in their 60s, um, it's hard for them to find a job making more than $40,000, $45,000 a year. It's because you've got younger people coming out um, that don't really require as much money as an older person. But at the same time, the ceiling in terms of the gap, in terms of how much money women are paid compared to men, that gap is still there. So it's no wonder that women who are well into their 60s, some of them into their 70s, find that they still have to work in order to make ends meet. They know that they can collect Social Security at some point, but that Social Security is not going to be enough, especially if they got into the work game late and they don't have a large uh, 401k holding or they don't have a lot of cushion money available. The people are living paycheck to paycheck, and that's what they talk about when they talk about seniors having to live off of their Social Security check. So it's no wonder that a lot of women in their 60s and older find it necessary to continue to work beyond the full retirement age. What do I mean by the full retirement age? You know that when you reach, I know for me, born in 1953, when I reached 66 last year, I reached full retirement age. Some people who may have reached, that was in the month of March. Some people have to wait until 66 and six months or 66 and nine months or into 67, depending upon the year that they were born in, to reach full retirement age. Now, when you reach full retirement age, that is when you can continue to work and make as much money as you want to make or you can make and at the same time collect your Social Security check without any penalties. But you do have to pay taxes on their Social Security money. I want y'all to know that. So, but please note that it is especially harder for women over the age of 55 to find a job or start a new career. It's just, it's hard. It's hard out there. Again, because there are a lot of younger ones coming out um, that will take less money than, than some of the older ones may need. And so one of the industries that is still kind of really behind is the industry that I've been in ooh, for a long time. I mean, I built my first website in 1999. I was on the uh, Y2K project for the city of Atlanta, the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, where we cataloged everything that had an internal clock throughout that entire <laughs> entire airport. So that, that was almost 10 years ago. So that's technology. Um, and I know you've seen the uh, film Hidden Figures and you know about the three black women who were instrumental in coming up with calculations that um, calculated the amount of fuel that was needed to go uh, to the moon. That was back in the 60s. So the most obvious types of businesses that are harder for women to break into are tech related. 
Tech seems to be more of a boys club than an industry in which women can achieve equality. I don't know why that is. Um, and I think some of it has to do with women not being taken seriously uh, early on when they're in elementary school and in junior high school, in high school. You know, they're geared toward, young women are geared to, more toward, I know when I was coming up, home economics, cooking, sewing, whereas the boys were more into science and math. Um, and you would think that that had changed over the years, but obviously it has not. Um, there's a Pew research that has shown that the majority of Americans think women are just as capable in terms of leadership as men. I mean, we're more compassionate when it comes to having an understanding, but we could be hard ass too if necessary when things need to be done. And so I don't understand why there's not more women um, in leadership. Very few women hold positions as CEOs in general. And only 26 out of the Fortune, five ha uh, Fortune 500 companies have women CEOs. 26 out of 500. The skewing seems to start at a young age is what, the, what I was talking mm -hmm. about in terms of uh, girls being uh, geared toward softer subjects like home economics, cooking, and sewing. I don't know if they're still doing that, but that's what they were doing when I was in high school back in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and so if they're still doing that, that's awful. I want to touch on the fact that even if they are, there are nonprofit organizations out there like Black Girls Code. That organization started maybe about five, six, seven years ago, and they have expanded their audience in terms of their reach, um, in terms of their support. There are other people who have come on board with Black Girls Code. There's Black Girls Code excuse me, international. And so that uh, leads us to believe that there is a need for more mentoring uh, for women and girls, uh, for small businesses, for, for um, young people and technology because technology is not going anywhere. Okay, it's, it's gonna be around. So instead of trying to break into and deal with the good old boy network, women, why don't you start your own good old girl networks? And I see some of you out there, some of you young women out there doing that on um, Instagram, uh, boss lady this and boss lady that and CEO lady this. You are trying to build a community of like-minded women, especially those in business. I would offer a suggestion a suggestion that in addition to uh, business memes or uh, business quotes or spiritual and professional uh, self-improvement quotes that you guys also try to offer how-tos, tips that would be helpful. You I mean, you don't have to give away the whole shop, but give your audience something that they can take away other than just a feel good, something that would be business necessary, whether it's a mobile app, whether it's a how-to, whether it's how to use uh, Outlook or whatever tip that you can offer that would be helpful. Women 
helping women to stay in business, to start a business. If you're thinking about a business, it's all trying to stay within a network, a, a, a viable network that offers um, uh, helpful uh, information. Now, in the financial institutions, which you go to any bank, you know, you're going to see women either as tellers or somehow in, at one of the customer service stations. There are a lot of women in banking, a lot of women in the financial uh, institutions. Mm -hmm. And they, even in the financial institutions, as in other industries, women still are finding that they have to prove themselves over and over and over again just to keep a job. They often work harder for one-third lower wages and are held to a higher standard than men. Even if they try to make a real difference, this can often be held against them. And I have friends right now in the financial um, industry and they are working hard they have families they got husbands they have children they have grandchildren but they find even at this age over 60 hard as they're working they're still not appreciated to the point where they're not overly concerned about what may happen to their job from day to day it's just it's just it's just an awful feeling to have especially when you've put in a lot of time and effort on a job. In a recent opinion piece published in the New York Times, studies showed that if a male executive expressed their feelings freely, they get a 10% better competence rating in their annual review. Mm -hmm. By contrast, if a woman did the same, they received a 14% lower rating. If a man and a woman both express the same idea, the man gets the credit more often than the woman with the same idea. I mean, I'm 67, just turned 67, woohoo, a few days ago. So I have a lot of years of experience uh, in the working environment. And I'm telling you that these things that are happening now, today, towards women is the same thing that was happening 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so when does it stop? When does it change? And I say it will stop and it will change as soon as we get the cotton heads out of office out of whether it's a political office or a business office, they are the ones to have the power and control over our daily lives as women working every day. It's the cottonheads. And what I mean by cottonheads is these older men who have been around for a long time. They've studied the system. They know the system and they know how to manipulate the system to their advantage and that's what they that's what they've been doing now check out this statistic when it comes to um wages women uh, 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 uh as opposed to men now unmarried women earn 96 cents to an unmarried man's dollar you miss a four cents somewhere okay 
Now, what if you are a childless woman can earn 93 cents mm -hmm. to a childless man's uh, uh, dollar? That's seven cents. Where the hell is the money? <laughs> seven cents. Now, single mothers, single mothers, that means a mother with some children or a child, earns 83 cents to a single father's uh, dollar. That's a whole bunch of money missing. That's 17 cents missing off the dollar. Now, <clears throat> married mothers of children under 18 earn 76 cents to a married father's do uh, uh, father Mary's dollar. This has been going on forever. And even though uh, President Obama was able to, I forget the name of the uh, law that was passed in terms of equal wage for men and women, there's some shiggity still going on when it comes to paying women more than what they pay men or even equal to what they pay men. Now, don't let me get into uh, the bias that happens when it comes to minorities in a work environment and the salaries that they get compared to their counterparts. That's a whole different uh, podcast that we may discuss later. But I want to stay with um, this series, which is women um, in business. Now, listen, studies have also shown a motherhood penalty and a fatherhood bonus. Women with children are seen as less, they got kids now, and you are less committed to your job than the men are. You know you need your job because you got mouths to feed. So how could you be less committed just because you have kids? That makes absolutely no sense. And it sounds like an excuse. And so <clears throat> it's hard to uh, make up the difference when you look at those statistics and you see that a man doing the same job that you're doing is making more money than what you're making. Whether you are married, whether you are married with kids or whether you are single uh, with kids, it's a struggle. It's a struggle every day. And so there are additional resources available to supplement that income. Um, but as a single person with kids, that becomes even harder. And so you have to find ways to juggle between hustling to make that dollar and taking care of the family. And we will talk about that particular subject on an upcoming podcast in this particular series of women in business. And so it's not only in the uh, work environment or in the financial industries or in the tech industries, there are some disparities when it comes to seed funding in female founded startups. In other words, where is the money? If we've got men and women starting companies, having startup companies, where do the women go to get money? Is, is it easier for a man to put together a business plan and go down to the bank and let's say get $150,000 than it is for a woman 
to put together that same business plan and go down to the bank and try to get that same $150,000. I would venture to say that based on the statistics, that's correct. That is easier for men to get a seed funding than it is for women. Um, I remember the story of Kathy Hughes. Kathy Hughes uh, is the owner and publisher of TV One. I cannot tell you the name of the radio station that she had in DC, but from what I understand about the story was that she was trying to buy this radio station after the radio station went out of business, I think, and her and her young baby, her young son were uh, uh, trying to make it in DC. And so she was gonna buy this radio station. She put together her business plan and she went down to the banks. Every bank turned her down. No, 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 no. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Nathan Hale says you have to go through the no's to get to a yes. Uh, Kathy was determined. Kathy Hughes was determined. And she eventually took that business plan to a, a bank sat down in front of another woman who understood her goal and her passion and the direction, her process, everything that she had laid out in her business plan, what she wanted to do, and she got the money. And if that meant she had to live at the radio station until it was up and fully running, she did what she had to do. Now it's TV One, a huge TV station, and she owns multiple radio stations all across the country. So it's not impossible even when they tell you no, when you can't get the money. That just means that you have to work a little bit harder if you believe in your business, if you believe in the passion um, that you have for your business. Now, new companies with more gender diversity have more revenue, customers, market share, and profits. This demonstrates that while there is still a glass ceiling in some businesses, there is also room for women to bring their skills and talents into play. Um, in this way, they can build stronger companies by daring to be entrepreneurial. That's what I'm talking about. You're working on a job. You're passionate about something. You have goals. You have ideas. You have things that you want to do. And it's just stifling you to be sitting there on a job working where you're underpaid and you're underappreciated. But there's a process of going about leaving that job and going into being a small business owner. You have to make sure that your funds are in place. And we talk about um, the analogy of Kunta Kente versus Toby. You know, I don't know if you all are familiar with Roots, but the African slave, when he got to wherever he was, they named him Toby. Now, Toby was his plantation slave name, but he kept trying to run away and he'd run away and he would chop off an arm, a foot, a leg or something. While he was running away, he was Kunta Kinte, his African name. While he was on the plantation, he was Toby. So I think the analogy, the point that I'm trying to make is, yes, we are on the plantation, on these jobs sometimes, but we're getting a paycheck. We have benefits. And so you need to understand that even if you're trying to start a small business, work your plan while still on that job. Take some of the bullshit from the people that you work with while you're still on that job. 
Cut back on your expenses. Save some of your money. Make contacts and build up a prospect list. So by the time you do get ready to leave, you'll have enough resources in place so that you're not struggling two, three, six months down the line and running out trying to find a job or going back to the plantation as Toby. If you want to be Kunta Kente, make it a process, make it a plan and say three months from now, six months from now, 12 months from now, I'm going to have these things in place so that I do not, do not have to stay on the plantation any longer. And when you do that, the things that you experience while you're still in that plantation environment, they won't hurt as bad because you will have a goal in mind someplace that you're going other than where you are at this particular time. Now, I'm going to give you all a bunch of hashtags uh, for this particular article which was, which one was this? Are certain types of businesses harder for women to break into? The conclusion of this particular podcast is that yes, there are some businesses that are harder for women to break into, but with determination, tenacity, and uh, a good support system, you can do it. You can do it. And if you find yourself in it, and it's not everything that you thought it was going to be, don't throw in the towel just yet. Make a plan, whether it is a week, several weeks, a few months, a year, but make a plan to get out of whatever you find yourself in and you will be much happier making a smoother transition. All right, so here's some hashtags that you can use uh, for women in business especially if you're going to share this podcast with other women who you feel would uh, benefit from hearing this message. There's uh, boss, entrepreneur, love, motivation, boss, babe, money, success, hustle, okay, inspiration, girl boss. These are hashtags that you, and of course, hashtag hot and mobile. These are hashtags that you can use when you share this particular podcast. This has been Jackie R. Hot and Mobile Technology for Out and About. Today is Thursday, March the 19th, 2020. This is our Women in Business podcast series. And you have just listened to our certain types of businesses harder for women to break into. Thank you. Gabby with me.